This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome on to this edition of the Kona Edge. It's great to have you with us uh, once again. And it's time to chat some biking now. We head back to uh, Colorado, to Denver, to be precise. And we catch up with uh, returning guest, Trip Hipple. Trip, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us today. Yeah, it's great. We'd love to talk about some biking. Yeah, Trip, it, it's interesting. You, you said to us that you didn't come from, from one of the, 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 the three disciplines, essentially. The, the bike is the longest from a time perspective. Uh, is it, have, you, have you found you picked it up pretty easily? Is it, is something, has it come quite naturally to you? Yes, yeah, so biking to me is probably, personally speaking, the one that, the discipline that came the most natural, just I mean, I, I rode a bike growing up for fun, rode a BMX bike and, um, it, yeah, it just seems more of a natural fit. So, but now with, uh, getting power meter, a power meter and riding by heart rate and looking at those metrics within the last couple of years has really taken my riding to another level and, um, much like swimming and running everything else. Um, putting in the time and the effort pays out. And I think with biking, the more time you can ride, uh, the better because it, it pays off, especially for the running. Um, if you're, if your bike fitness is top notch, then your, your running is going to be top notch as well, just because of how much energy you can save, um, at a specific pace or a wattage on the bike when you're fit. It's interesting you mentioned the BMX uh, growing up. Uh, funnily enough, I also used to have, I think a lot of kids used to have BMXs. I used to, to race, I wouldn't say competitively, but but race quite a bit. And and I just really love riding my bike, and I still get that feeling today. And I don't know if it's like that for you. It's, it's almost this freedom. Uh, and, and you can almost equate it to like the swim. Somebody who, who maybe didn't necessarily grow up swimming, and they've got that, that anxiety in the water, as opposed to somebody who did, and they're comfortable in the water. I almost get that feeling on the bike. I'm not sure if it's the same about you. I just, I feel comfortable on it and I enjoy riding my bike. Yeah, it is, biking, is, it's just fun, typically, uh, unless you're doing a really hard interval. <laughs> uh, it's fun after that's over, but it is very, very freeing and you can just go so far on a bike um, versus running or swimming. And um, you have opportunities to see places that you typically wouldn't go, especially even in a car or on foot. And you can cover so much ground on a bike on long rides. And um, I like to use music and obviously listen to podcasts when I'm riding. But there's something about those two things combined when you're feeling really good on a, on a long ride that it's very exhilarating and it's very um, satisfying to the soul. <laughs> what are you working on right now in, in trying to improve your bike? So I'm working on um, doing a lot of uh, low gear type of work for strength, uh, low cadence. Um, and then towards the, when I am going to start ramping up for um, Ironman Arizona training, we'll get more into specific intervals. So it'll be typically four by half an hour at a certain wattage. Um, could be more than that uh, time-wise or less. Um, really for me, it's about being consistent on the power. So, I mean, I look at that a lot and I 
especially at heart rate as well with those two combined because they can tell you a lot about how your body is performing on a certain day or time. And I use that as my guide. So a lot of it's about holding a certain wattage for a certain amount of time and, and learning how to focus and to be comfortable in the uncomfortable stage that that is. And yeah, and it's also, I'm learning, you know, working on nutrition. Um, it's always a big piece of the puzzle, especially for longer distance racing. So practicing that all the time, uh, taking in a certain amount of liquids and calories per hour. So, Trip, you mentioned the heart rate and the and the power meter. I think most people nowadays do have have heart rate monitors uh, sort of attached to their their, their watches or, or their their bike computers. But from a, a power perspective, obviously cost wise, they they they're not the cheapest of of tools. But would you really recommend someone get one if they do have the resources to buy one? Sure, I and mean, if you have the resources, I would buy the best things you can buy if you have the money. Um, because you do get what you pay for in those items. However, I think there's a learning curve, especially with power meters and heart rates a little more self-explanatory, but you still have to go through a learning process of how the two work together or even on their individual uh, purposes. So um, if anything, heart rate for me and my coach is king uh, on most days. Um, Specific efforts, like I had mentioned, during a race, will he'll prescribe a certain power uh, that I ought to try and hold for the duration. Um, but typically, it's all by heart rate, especially in day-to-day training. And um, it's just great. I mean, you can physically see over the course of a few months, um, if you've been training correctly and eating well and sleeping well, how your heart rate stays at the same zone, but your paces, especially in running, um, or your power numbers drop or get, sorry, increase, but your heart rate's the same. It's just a very amazing feeling to, to see that change before your very eyes. So yeah, if you, if someone can buy a power meter, I would suggest getting it cause it's so helpful, but I don't think it's a necessary item to have specifically. What, what's, what's your favorite workout on the bike? Ooh, favorite workout on the bike would probably, there's probably two of them. There's one that we do that's a cadence ladder that it's all different cadences, very low cadence to start out with for a very short amount of time, about three minutes at a very low cadence and then two minutes at a very high cadence. But you're, you're almost starting polar opposite. So very, very low at the beginning and then kind of meeting in the middle towards the end of the cadence. Um, so I typically ride around 90 cadence is pretty natural for me and pushing, especially a higher cadence around 115 or 120 is very, very difficult. So I always think that's a very challenging workout for me. Um, but I also like those four by half hour workouts at a cer- certain wattage cause they're, very painful and very honest. Um, you can't hide from it and just, it gets you ready for race day <laughs> like nothing else. I always laugh when, when I hear people tell me about those sort of workouts because I almost get the sense <laughs> that you, you have to be a bit of a masochist if you want to be good at the sport. You do. You have to, at least for me, I go into those workouts knowing what sort of music I'm going to listen to. And it usually involves either heavy metal or loud electronic music. <laughs> 
and caffeine. So <laughs> yes, you just have to, you kind of just have to let go and, and just deal with it and embrace, embrace the pain. <laughs> and tell yourself this too shall pass. This too shall pass. That's right. <laughs> In a half hour. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of uh, the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. We look forward to getting you on next time to talk a little bit about your run. Great. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Get better on the bike. Register for our next free live online bike seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash bike seminar now.